The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, there was a rich man dressed in a purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And laying at the door was a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, O oh, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes and tells them they will repent, then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. I have to make a confession when the deacon professed over there to read the gospel. In my heart, I was just there. Speak to us, Jesus. Speak to our hearts, Jesus. The voice changes, but the word is eternal. Whether we open up the living word of God and we proclaim it to our loved ones or in our homes or, or just read it, Jesus speaks to us. His word is alive. And so that was my spontaneous prayer in my heart. It's like, speak to us, Jesus. Speak to me with the Holy Spirit. Speak to us this day because in that day when you were speaking to the people, the Pharisees who you told this parable, you were speaking to their hearts because you love them as you love us. And we're trying, Jesus. You wouldn't be here if you weren't trying. We're trying to hear his voice and we're trying to follow him. You know, this is the third Sunday that we've had what's called a parable. Jesus speaking to our hearts in parables. 
One of the best descriptions I've heard of a parable before is a parable is like a mirror. A mirror. You notice when you see Jesus speak in the Gospels, he doesn't wag his finger. He's not pointing. He's not, he's not doing a lot of it. He speaks even to those hearts he's trying to reach through parables, through mirrors, with the hope that each person in their heart of hearts will look into the mirror of their life and find themselves in that parable. And hopefully their hearts, our hearts, will be moved to what? To conversion. To a turnaround in following Jesus. See, Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law in love. And if we put the parable today into the context of then, which we can do, we can put it in the past and lose sight of our, our present moment, Jesus speaking to us. But let's take a look at the past. Who was he speaking to? He was speaking to the Pharisees. There was a division going on there. The Sadducees were the ones who sided with the Romans who had occupied their land and who were making it hard on the faithful, the chosen people of God. And the Pharisees were the ones who would look at the, uh, the Sadducees and the others and they were the one that were striving. They were trying. And we know they were trying because Nicodemus was trying. He came to Jesus at night in John chapter 3, verse 16. But was it really dark when he came? Or was it the darkness of his doubt that I have a human being before me that's like me in all things? Jesus' divinity was concealed in his humanity. Yet the Pharisees were the ones who prided themselves on being the pure. They followed all the rules. They followed all the rules. They did everything right. As he's speaking this parable, the one who sat and ate in this huge banquet, the word that was described of the banquet was, it was a banquet. It's not you or me going home and eating our filet mignon for, you know, once a month or whatever it is, or having that nice meal as a family and feeling guilty. It was a banquet. It was a feast. It was massive. And yet Lazarus was on the outside door. Lazarus had open wounds. In their eyes, he was unclean. He was double unclean because the dogs came and licked his wounds. You remember the story of the Samaritan? fell half dead on the roadside, the religious leaders walked right on by him. They were doing, they were following the rules. But rules without relationship result in rebellion. And Jesus came and said, I'm going to show you how to follow the rules. And it's going to be this. I'm going to watch your feet. I'm going to do what a servant does. I'm going to tend the wounds. They were doing everything right. He was doing things right. But Jesus was calling him something greater. Do you know out of all the parables Jesus told, this one is the only one that he mentions someone's name, Lazarus. Maybe it's a coincidence, maybe it's a God ends, we don't know, but his friend Lazarus lived in Bethany. And he cried at the tomb, Lazarus, come out. Maybe this cry, using the name Lazarus, he's trying to get 
the Pharisees all tied up in their heart to come out. Come out and truly see how I love. Watch me. He was the only one that he called by name. Maybe it's because he knew who that Lazarus was. Oftentimes in this parable we can race, and it's okay, it's good, we can race straight to the material. This person had a bunch of stuff, and the other person didn't have a bunch of stuff. In the time of Jesus, if you had things, and you had good health, you were blessed by God. If you were sick, and you didn't have things, either you or your parents had sinned. You remember the story of Jesus when he went and says, who sinned that this person has a withered hand? Who sinned that this person is blind? But as we search the scriptures and we see the heart of Jesus in the roadside, the man born blind on the road, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me, a sinner. Everybody was telling him to be quiet and Jesus reached out and says, no, 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 come here and he heals him. The Canaanite woman who was a pagan who made her way through the crowd, bumping into people, saying, if I just touch his tassel, I will be healed. And he turns around and said, who's touched me? And his intimate followers who are so close to him, following all the rules, were like, what do you mean? You're hemmed in on all sides. What do you mean somebody touched me? And he goes, power went out from me. Power went out from me. She was healed. Her hemorrhage 30 years, lacerated wounds within her that were not visible externally. Jesus gave Lazarus a name because he knew him. Who is the Lazarus that's on the doorstep of my heart? Who's the Lazarus on the doorstep of your heart? Who is it in your school where you can't see maybe the person, a classmate, who there's hidden wounds in there and really all they're longing for is someone to come sit with them at the lunch table? Who's the Lazarus at your place of work? That maybe they've got all the honors and acclamations and all the greatest of things that the world can offer, but in their heart they have these lacerated wounds. They're hurting. You know, I was with Father Mike last night and we had a, about 20 some odd parishioners who went with them on the trip to Guatemala. And towards the end of the night, we were talking, and they were telling their story, and I said, what did you get out of it? Did you get what you thought you'd get? And you know what they all said, which was amazing? They said, Father, what was amazing is we went over there, and they had their dirt floors, and their houses were no like us. Nobody had technology, y'all. They didn't have that stuff. They were there. But we went over there thinking we were going to give them some, but they gave us so much more because they were happy. They were happy, and when it came time for church, they went to church, and we came in our work clothes because we were working and we were doing stuff, and I'm not knocking on what we wear to church. What's most important 
Someone said to me, Father, what should I, I don't have my right shoes on to serve or whatever. I'm wearing cowboy boots. I can't say much. But I'm like, how's your heart? How is your heart dressed up for church? I can't see your heart, but how is your heart? Let's not get caught up in the sternals. But what was so beautiful about what they were saying about the hearts of these people that they could see in the way when they went to mass is because they didn't have mass much. And they came so decked out in their dignified poverty with what little they had. And they were so attentive and they were so excited and they were so ready to worship. As y'all are, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It means so much to Jesus when y'all sing and you're responding, you're doing it, you're bringing it. It's at the heart of worship. People can see in our hearts what we bring. There may be a Lazarus in our midst. There may be a Lazarus sitting next to you. Jesus knows our hearts. And he's after our hearts every time we come to encounter him. But you know what, if we're honest, every Sunday, we come to the banquet of his grace. We receive so much. And he invites us to bring that out to our world. Take the love that he pours out into our heart and take it out into our world. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, who, who is the Lazarus on the doorstep of your heart? 